Welcome to the Boomer Bar, the podcast where we talk about boomer stories from the San Mateo County Bar Association. I'm your host, Deborah Kemper, and today we are talking to Peter F. Goldscheider. Peter Goldscheider is a criminal defense attorney practicing in San Mateo County. He's also a member of our private defender program. Welcome, Peter. Thanks for inviting me to work. Good to see you again. Peter, where are you from originally, and how did you end up in San Mateo County Bar Association? I was born and went to school in New Jersey and upstate New York, and uh, essentially came to California to go to Stanford Law School. And as a result of just being on the West Coast, uh, I backed into being a lawyer, uh, as I'll mention later on if you wish, and uh, San Mateo is where I wanted to live, and that's why I practiced here. All right. So we know that you're a criminal defense attorney. Tell me, why is this this type of law important to you? Well, when I was in uh, college and law school, I was a bit of a student activist. I really didn't think too much about the future. I think probably I didn't think I'd even be a lawyer for a lot of reasons. When I went to law school, I actually had a joint degree in history and thought I might want to go into academia possibly. And uh, after getting out of law school, I, I realized uh, uh, being a lawyer was more attuned to my personality than uh, being a professor was. And uh, uh, getting back to my activist days, criminal law was always a little bit anti-establishment uh, to me. And uh, I also defended a couple of students uh, who, uh, during the Stanford days of the demonstrations, and uh, that enjoyed that and got some good results. So all those things together combined uh, got me into being a lawyer. And a criminal defense lawyer was the part that seemed to be closest to what I was going to be good at. So you practiced criminal defense right out of law school? My first job was as a public defender in San Bernardino. And then when I came back here, I worked for a small law firm. I did some civil. And uh, when I started my own practice, I did actually do civil and criminal for quite a few years. But criminal was always my uh, favorite part of practicing law. And then uh, several years, maybe 20 years later, I went back to criminal exclusively. Oh, okay. So what year did you join the private defender program? Came back from San Bernardino in 19, end of 75, early 76. And I uh, joined them right away. I did, uh, I worked, worked for the small law firm and I did criminal defense for the private defender contemporaneously. Uh, you know where I was in 1976? You weren't born yet. I was born, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a boomer, too. Um, I was graduating high school. Yes, okay. And you were saving lives. Okay, so we know that you practice criminal defense, and you've been doing it for quite some time. Was there some deciding moment that you said it was more attuned to your personality? Can you explain why? As I said, when I was in law school, I wasn't quite sure I was going to be a practicing lawyer. Um, and again, I have this personality trait where I don't really plan for the future much. Uh, it kind of whatever happens, happens. But when I got out of law school, I realized I had to get a job. And uh, based on my experiences, my my philosophy of life, uh, criminal defense seemed to be the thing I was most drawn to and a good friend of mine had a job in, as a public defender in San Bernardino and he said come on down here and the rest is history. What kind of case really gets you um, gets under your skin? 
Oh, it, it's hard to really generalize in that that respect. I one of the things I do for the private defender program, uh, and I have a private practice too. With private defender is only part of it is uh, what's called the custody calendar when people get arrested and uh, they come to court for the first time. And I guess what bothers me the most of almost everything is people who are kept in custody and not released uh, uh, on their own recognizance merely because they don't have the money to pay for it. Uh, and I think uh, that probably bothers me more than anything else that's uh, currently in my on my mind. So a, a person gets arrested, and I, I'm thinking because you said they don't have the money to pay for it. These are people of low income. They get arrested. They commit some crime. But you think they could be released in the meantime and show up for court? I, I think there's many ways to assure a person's presence and to make sure that he will comply with the conditions of his release and not be a danger to society that in San Mateo County is not sufficiently explored. Ah, okay. Thank you for saying that. And so um, criminal defense is a high-stress environment. I've watched over the last 18 years people do death penalty situations, and I've also seen them do small misdemeanors. But what I noticed is it's like the president. You go in looking one way, and after the, the death penalty case, you come out looking really old and tired. So, <laughs> so t have you had any death penalty cases? I've tried uh, quite a few murder cases, including about three or four or five death penalty cases. I'm wow. told that the I had the only not guilty verdict in a death penalty case in San Mateo County history. I don't know how true that is, but that's what I've been told. And I tried it with an attorney named Richard Kies, who's now retired. And that was, a, needless to say, a tremendous satisfaction, as we believe our client was innocent. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's tremendously exhausting. Uh, and that kind of trial work really is best left, I think, to younger people. And when you get older, even though you have greater skills and your reputation is better and you have more, you have more knowledge, uh, it's just definitely much harder to do, and uh, so that's the, one of the ironies of being a criminal defense lawyer. Wow, that that is an irony because you would think you want to do more of those as you got older, but you want to do less is what I'm hearing. Well, it, it's kind of like a, a it goes up like a, a graph on a chart. Uh, you get more and more experience. You do more and more cases. You do better and better, uh, and then little by little as you get older, you realize that uh, it's something that may be harder to do when you're older just because of the, the body and, and the mind. Uh, I mean, the mind, my mind is pretty, pretty good, I think, still, but uh, it definitely gets to you uh, after a period of time physically, and uh, it's harder when you're older. Okay. So you have been around this bar a long time. I've known you for a long time, Peter. You, um, you're one of our longtime volunteers. You've been the president of this bar. You have been the chairman of the board of directors. You served on the board twice, didn't you? When it's in the 90s and uh, later in 2018. It was about, was two, it? about two decades apart. Two decades apart. Yeah. yeah. And you've had other, other experiences in the bar. You've chaired the diversity committee and the Private Defender Program Committee, and other things. Client Relations Committee, uh, the, the Own Recognizance Committee, when that was part of the Bar Association. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's it, but uh, I've always had 
create interest in our activities. And I remember you being on FIARP, FIARP program. I did. I act, I've acted as a FIARP trader quite a few times as well. Yeah. So tell me why you volunteer. I think being a lawyer should be a, a more than just making money. I think it should be a public service. I just admonished the members of the private defender program the other day for the, their poor attendance at the uh, uh, recent uh, diversity event. Uh, I think it's easy when you're a lawyer to fall into the same pattern of just going to work and trying to make a living. But a lot of satisfaction comes, I think, and a lot of good can be done by expanding your horizons and getting involved in activities that aren't immediately part of your everyday work life. And I uh, think I've accomplished a few things doing that, and I've gotten satisfaction from it as well. You, you definitely walk the walk. So at that diversity event, you received the Les Williams Diversity Award. Do you want to tell the audience about Les Williams and um, why that award is important? Well, Les Williams was an attorney in San Mateo County, but before that, when he was young, he was one of the Tuskegee Airmen, one of a group of, I don't know how many uh, black servicemen there were that essentially integrated the United States military and formed the first black air squadron uh, that started out in Alabama and uh, assisted the United States military in their uh, uh, attempt to uh, defeat the, the Nazi regime. And I think they probably did a a, a great job doing that, and that's why that they were recruited, because the United States needed their help. And uh, he uh, later came back to San Mateo County and was a, a great uh, uh, asset and someone who stood up for the average person uh, and uh, always was for uh, uh, the same subject matter of ensuring diversity and equality and uh, social and racial justice. And... Uh, like I commented, I haven't done anything to fall in his footsteps except maybe I have the same type of outlook on life. Um, it's interesting to note, as I in indicated when I first gave the award away, he was a good friend of Jackie Robinson, the, the baseball player who uh, helped integrate the uh, Major League Baseball. And uh, so he, he is a, was a great man and uh, uh, gave a lot to uh, society and to our, our bar association here in San Mateo County. And you got that award, Peter, because you deserved it. And you are also a great man. You have given 40 years of your life defending and caring about others. One of the things I would say that people don't know about you is you're Jewish, but you spend most of your time supporting people who are black and brown. You did not complain once about the war going on over there in the Middle East. You are still focused here on what's going on with your clientele. You give of yourself every day. And well, I'm happy to be part of the group that honored you last Thursday night. You deserve it. I, I thank you uh, for those remarks. Uh, certainly, I I've always wanted to fight for the disadvantaged. The more black and brown people in that category than uh, white people, but I also help try to help people who uh, have been wrongfully uh, or unjustly sentenced or sentenced to a punishment that's uh, greater than they deserve. And uh, uh, my own background 
my parents fled the Nazis, and uh, I'm myself from a, a era that uh, uh, people who were oppressed, and I, I don't focus on my being Jewish very much. Uh, I think the situation in the Middle East is a tragic one, and uh, one that really hopefully can be resolved because it hasn't been much attempts been made to resolve it for a long time. I agree with you. I hope it can be resolved. I hope we can reach peace throughout the world someday. So now that we're talking about someday, what type of legacy do you want to leave when you leave the Bar Association or if you leave, Peter? Uh, just pretty much what I've, what I've expressed already, that I've always fought for justice and uh, for the disadvantaged and uh, to seek a result that's fair uh, for all people. And uh, I hope uh, my legacy will include not just my success as an attorney and what I've done in that capacity, but uh, my fighting for uh, social justice, racial social justice my entire life. Uh, and that, I guess, is probably what I'd like to have my legacy to be. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This podcast showcased the achievements and contributions of baby boomers, lawyers who are members of the San Mateo County Bar Association. And today, my special guest was Peter F. Goscheider, criminal defense attorney. Our contact information will be in the show notes below. If you like this podcast, please give us a five-star rating. Thank you. Thank you.